0: Hello, and welcome back to the Kink Collective Podcast. My name is Joshua, and I'm here with Kat. Hello. And we are here to talk about, uh, in today's episode, what is people before
1: kink? So, um, Well, we've talked a little bit about it, each of us, in the two prior uh, iterations of this that we've done, but I think we're going to dive into it a little deeper. So what is people before kink? What is people before kink? It is simply the philosophy that who we are uh, comes before and must come before what we do. I mean, that's the simplest version of it. I was sitting here thinking about talking about it more, though. Go ahead. What's your <laughs> what's your idea? So
0: uh, people before kink is our philosophy, uh, the kink collective's philosophy, of us being who we are before what we do or what we're into. Uh, it stems from what you had mentioned in your last, in your interview about getting tired of being a kink dispenser and the program or the philosophy uh, was pivotal because at that time I was traveling quite a bit to doing uh, different conventions and instructing in different places and as you had mentioned I would get a lot of people that would come up to me asking me to dispense kink to them right can you flog me Master Joshua I'd like to try this Master Joshua can you do that to me and it's taxing it's tiring as all hell um getting objectified and and fetishized for what we can do is uh it's very demoralizing and demeaning and it didn't sit well in my body uh and i remember sitting around in decadence decadence is the club that uh cat used to own in midtown that um we were tossing around the thoughts before the before the phrase came into being and uh I forget exactly at what point, but when we said it, yeah. people before kink, like it all just, it was like a bell rung.
1: Yeah, we were sitting around doing, we, we were in the middle of some 12-part, constructing some 12-part thing, and somewhere in that process, the phrase came. I remember that.
0: Yeah, really, really incredible, really incredible moment. Um, but what it also does, it allows us to raise the bar for what connection... Is what are we looking? How are we looking to connect with other people? And yeah, um, when people hear the phrase, a lot of them have aha moments too, because it's like, Yes, that's what I'm looking to feel, that's what I'm looking to understand, explore, experience. in in this journey, is that our connections
1: matter? Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about as we were getting ready to do this uh, was in one of our intensives, you know, in our intensives, we go through, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, right, this process, right, of what is people before kink, how do we get people involved with it. Um, And so we do it at our intensives. So so we did this one, and, and there were a couple there, and we went through the three hours, and we went into some classes and whatnot, and then the couple played together later. And had an interaction that was different than it had been before because of what they had learned. And I remember her looking at us, having gone through it, having made a much better connection with her husband than she had ever been made before. And then she just looked up and she said, oh, yeah, people before kink. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like she had heard it and understood, but then like settling it into her body and into her actual lived experience made it make sense to her at another whole level. And I'll never forget she just looked up and went, oh, yeah people before kink <laughs> yeah I re- and she's I not remember the only that. one who's ever done that right yeah,
0: yeah, yeah no i I, uh, I remember that that was a pretty pretty interesting pretty funny yeah uh, but to uh where did it come from um a, a big chunk of it doing professional domination uh i would spend a lot of time talking with folks now when it wasn't just professional domination it's been through hosting events and hearing and seeing what the energy is like and what energies are missing out there over quite a period of time, uh, my contribution to it is through my professional domination and event hosting. Uh, Kat, your contribution to it is also through event hosting and holding space for folks in trying to understand what's important for for yeah. their connections.
1: Yeah, I've often talked about it this way: like my credential at the time was being the owner of the club. Yeah. Right. Like you're, as you're, I mean, you're phenomenal as a professional dominant. The work you've done over the last decade, is, you know, we could spend hours talking about. It. It's been really amazing. But I, I was granted a certain degree of authority and and license with people to help them because I owned this club.
0: I, I uh, I'm just taking a note, and you'll hear me pause often uh, <laughs> to take notes. Uh, but when you said the work that I've done over the time that I've been doing it. I've never sat with that. So I'm just going to take a note on that and and sit with that because there's there's something in there. (laughs) Um, So what what it was is doing professional denominating, and this is the, uh, the very particular point in this, having spoken to countless people, hundreds, maybe thousands of folks, in understanding who they are, where they're coming at through their journey, and seeing the importance of holding space for someone what we were trying to do was transition all of our education resources into a process that, instead of me working with one person directly, we were going to empower all the attendees to do the work for themselves and replicate what it means to hold space like we do. Right. Right. With uh, a positive return and positive intention, right, to help a person feel seen and heard, to feel safe.
1: Yeah. And and I remember that when we did that because that is the work that you do and have done with people on a one-on-one, and then we envisioned what would it be like to be able to reach groups of people, and what would that process have to look like to give them the same sort of impact, which as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm really happy to report we're on the path of doing that. Like We have an experience now over these 10 times of doing that for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So... Um, we took, we took the questions that uh, the intake form was built on, and, and it, it's certainly been fleshed out since we started. But the empowerment comes from when a person gets to hold space for another human being and to see themselves reflected back into what's being said. And that's the, that's the magic of, of the program. It's, it's not us, but it's the attendees showing up to do the work. Absolutely. Right. So who, who comes to these programs? Who comes to PBK?
1: Well, people come to PBK when they, a lot of it is when they see something about what we've written, but what they're what they're looking for is connection. They're, they're understanding at a certain level that the transactional nature of parties and whatever out there isn't fulfilling. And they have a sense of longing or a sense of emptiness or a sense of question inside themselves. And they see what we do and they say, "That's I need that. I need I need that and I need that in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, again, it all revolves around holding space and having space held. Yeah, uh, and guided conversations. Yeah, right. What we use these questions, this intake form, or uh, the format that we use for the intensive, are reflective questions on personal belief, intentions, hope, experience, and not so much what are you into, right? Because right. that's like that is the last question I want to hear when. I'm going engaging with somebody. It's like my my kinks and my fetishes and my desires are aren't talking points and conversations that I care to have off the bat right away.
1: Well, when we do the initial interview, information and intake uh, paperwork with people who are going to come to any of these events, we make clear that I don't want to hear any titles. I don't want to hear what your what your submission or di- like none of that matters as well as um, you know keeping it focused on your experience, keeping it focused on like your thoughts and feelings, the end result being to be heard and seen, and then to learn how to see and hear, right Like that's that's the takeaway. It's
0: It's essentially we're simplifying connection and that's how uh, this the meat and potatoes of what all of our work revolves around is a three hour part called Connection Simplified. And what that is, is guided conversations around things that are important to us. So the intention behind that is, one, when you have this intake form, you receive it. It's essentially a personal inventory of who are you, where were you, where have you been, and where are you now? And you get to share it with someone in real time. And it's not invasive things, but it's, pertinent information around being able to say, this is who I am right here, right now, today. Yeah. Well, and, th-
1: th- this... this pr- um, go ahead.
0: And actualizing it by speaking it to someone, speaking it to an equal who's in the space with you, looking to understand and actualize this part and this much about themselves, too.
1: Yeah, so the, the heavy work about introspection, right, the list that we <coughs> send people is we ask people to do that privately it's your information about you that's important for you to know about yourself when you show up to do one of these 3 hour foundational pieces that we offer right and then through these series of curated questions we guide people through how to understand yourself and then explain yourself to another person in a very judgment free way
0: yeah it's it's very it's very impactful so here here are some of the questions that uh that we'd like to throw around in there uh one one of my favorites now understanding that there's parts to this right we don't immediately throw you into a deep end of introspective communication but it starts off with who are you where are you from and what are you hoping to get out of this experience right right it keeps it really simple and in that moment when you hear the other person start to share their story it's almost instantly where you start to connect with what is a person hoping to learn? Because you're hoping to learn things about yourself, and it's like, wow, this person here is looking to learn similar things coming from a different background, or we have so much in common. Tell me more about yourself. Um, And it evolves into other questions like, what is something you wish people knew about you?
1: That's my favorite question. That is my favorite favorite question. question. And the thing I wanted to say is... Even this introduction that we help people walk through, who are you, what's your journey been like, it's so different than when you go, the, the same people go into events and they're met with other people and they say, hey, what are you into? Are you a domino? Si-? We immediately start to want a title and pigeonhole because we're in this process of trying to interview to see if you are going to work out for me, right? And, and the whole approach that's different about uh, Connection Simplified is understanding that connecting as human beings is what will ultimately lead to that. But we don't start with that. It's not where we start. It's where we end up, even if we end up.
0: Yeah. In Connection Simplified, there is no talk about kink. Right. It's all about who are we and where do we stand in certain positions around intention and belief and practice. Right. Practice for ourselves, practice in uh, desire and connection, but it has nothing to do with kink itself. That's why <clears throat> it's our fundam- It's our foundation piece for all the work that we do. While it is a part of People Before Kink, it's also a part of all of our other education series that we have and that are coming out in the near future. Uh, what, do you, what can people expect during this process?
1: They can expect to start out scared because everybody does nervous, right? Nervous, for sure. But then right away, People can expect to be at ease. They can expect to see that the people around them are just like them. And then they can expect to be on sort of a fun journey of exploration with another person that they've just met. Most of these in- interactions, at the end of three hours when you've sat with someone you would never met before, people come out of this saying things like, I know more about this person and I'm closer than people I've had in my life for 10 years. Like there's, a, there's almost a joyful sense of connection that people can expect for being in this process.
0: It's very unexpected. It's very surprising. There's never enough time, right? Because we have four breakouts, is it? One yeah. with 10, 15, 20, and then 30 minutes, Yeah. something along those lines. And by the end of this, easily the second, more often than not by the first breakout, there's never enough time. Is it time? Is it 10 minutes already? Is it 15 minutes already? Uh, What's also cool about this is people take away different perspectives and definitions and information and it realizes, they realize either one, I'm not the only one like this or two, I didn't think about it like that. Right,
1: right. And that totally opens doors to understanding yeah, I think the other thing that's really cool about this is, unlike classes that you go to to learn about how to communicate, this is a hands-on training. So you come out of this three-hour session with skills that you just practiced in real time that you can then take with you and use anywhere. It's not like you have to go home and invent this wheel by yourself. We walk through it all together, and you come out good to go. No, And no one's ever taught us this stuff. No
0: one's ever sat us down and said, tell me about X. So we don't get to process our positions. We don't get to sit and think about it until we're in the heat of the moment. And it's like, I need to know this information right here, right now, in order for us to move forward. And it's like, well, why don't we do our inventories before we get into those scenarios? Right. And that's another great thing about this is people come here wanting to know how to start. Well, where do I start? This is how you start with yourself. Right. So with that process, what we have is, it starts off with introspection, right? You have the intake form. So you can run yourself through the process, through this information, through trying to understand my personal inventory. Um, at the intensive, we host, we create the container, the creta- uh, container of safety and we set expectations, we set intentions so that we're all on the same page. And we're all feeling safe and equal. And that's the importance of leaving the labels at the door is because before I'm a dominant or bef- before you're a submissive or before you're a switch, we're all a person. And we're all dynamic in and in, in of ourselves, in our personality. When, we, when you pair yourselves up with these strangers, you're given an opportunity to speak your truth in a way that isn't often provided, because again, we're not taught how to do this, we're not given space how to do this. In this self-actualization, essentially self-actualization is just speaking your truth and having someone hear it to witness it, because at that point now it's your turn to walk the walk, if this is who I am, this is how I feel, this is what I say, this is what I do, because that's the part of integrity, is living and representing your truth, and you have someone here to to receive what you have to say and to respect it and to support it and you become vulnerable in that process too because it's scary talking about this stuff of yourself the coolest part about it is that you get to switch and the other person does the same and you get to bear witness to them you get to bear witness to their fear their communication their experience their exposure and you get to validate them where they sit and where they stand or the, or stand because um that's the important part about this is to be seen and heard in the in the safety container. <clears throat> and by the end of those three hours, people have learned a whole different way to communicate and to just exist in their own skin comfortably. That's where we start to introduce all the kink moving from that point forward. Once we're done with the connection simplified part is where we start to introduce the kink elements Around, and BDSM ele- elements around identity. And now we've got a whole different language to communicate around. And it isn't yet about, what are you into? It's about, how can I enjoy this? And it's all a deep dive. All of this stuff is around self-awareness. We're not teaching people how to hook up. We're holding space for people to become self-aware.
1: So one of the questions that people have is, what do I need to be able to come into this? Like, in what way should I be? Like, what might? What would my mindset be, walking into this event?
0: That's a good question. There's, I mean, we have all types of experience levels that come through. We have the veterans. We had that one gentleman who had twenty something years in, and he didn't. Th- he said, "What could I possibly take away from this?" And by the end of Connection Simplified, he was another one. People before kink. Now I get it. <laughs> right, right. And, I remember uh, him. I got goosebumps talking about that one because yeah. it's, it's significant. We, you know, we think that there's not anything to learn, but yeah. there's always something to learn. Uh, the veterans come in learning new ways of communication. Also being able to put down the hats of this is the title I have to be in. And to see the change in relief that comes for a lot of folks who have been wearing those hats for a decade or two of dominant or submissive to say, wow, I have another side to me. is a big deal. Yeah. And also the new people, the new people that come in. uh, Some of them have no idea what to expect. Others are thinking that it's going to be a kink 101 where all we're teaching about is flogging and, and spanking. But it's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. What else do you believe people take away from it?
1: I think the two ends of the spectrum that you just referred to I think is, I find interesting, right? People come with lots of experience and a little bit of jadedness with that. Well, I'm here, but I'm not really sure what I'm going to learn or take away, right? And other people come brand new, like, oh my God, am I? do I not have enough experience to be able to take anything away, right? Am I just going <laughs> to be overwhelmed and it's going to be too much, right? And I give my hats off to everybody who shows up because it's kind of clear from the outside that you're going to do some work here. So all the people who show up, I think, have some sense of, This is going to be a deep dive, right? But I find open-mindedness is the biggest key. Like, just come open to whatever it is you might experience, like with no judgment even about yourself, let alone about the environment or the people you're meeting. Just open-mindedness. And you walk in and, like, the whole thing's, like, laid out in magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking about the demographics, right? Because a lot of times I get, uh, well, who's this for? And... What's the orientation going to be of the people there? What's the gender? Are there X? Are there men? Are there going to be women? Am I going to be the only one this? Am I going to be the only one that? And it's, it's a hard conversation to have when you can tell someone this program is for everybody. There's not one person that this program doesn't benefit. And hence why moving past the labels is extremely important. Uh, we had our PBK New York a couple weeks ago in the beginning of November. 2022 where we had three gay men attend and i always get cold not cold feet but i always get nervous around this scenario where the orientations don't match up and i put matching match up in, in air quotes because as you had said people coming in with blinders or with their walls up around certain scenarios will prevent a person from connection and because of preconceived notions or expectations of this is a woman, there's no way I can connect with this woman around my own identity, or this person's straight, or this person's gay, they're not going to understand. And by the end of that three hours of connection simplified, people are in tears, because they're realizing none of it matters when it boils down to humanity. And one of the questions I'd like to pose, because I really need to drive this point home, at the end of those three hours, I'd like to reflect to them Imagine now, now that you've sat in front of this person who doesn't look like you, who doesn't have the same sex like you do, who doesn't have the same relationships like you do, who you've bonded with closer than you've bonded with most people in your life. Imagine how many relationships you've missed out on like this because the person wasn't of the same gender or orientation or race or religion because you think you couldn't share something in common with the person. And yet here they are. They don't look like you. They're not the same gender. They're not the same orientation. Not from the same country. But yet here we are, two people, two peas in a pod in this game called life. Really intense stuff.
1: Yeah. When you were saying that earlier about people coming in and they say, well, I can't connect to. What I feel like is everyone feels like there's something about themselves for which they're never going to find anybody who can relate to. I'm never going to find anybody who's wh- who has this fear or who is inexperienced as I am or is as experienced and j- like. And they're the things that we're the most unsure about. They're the things mm-hmm. that we almost have the most shame or uncertainty about. So we're so sure that I'm never going to find anybody that. Right, and you fill in that blank. <laughs> and that's the very thing that you have the most insecurity about. And I think what's beautiful about the process is you come to see that that thing is so meaningless in the larger face of just connecting with another person spirit to spirit like whatever that thing is your orientation your whatever while it's important yes but it doesn't keep you from connecting and it doesn't have to
0: and connection doesn't mean hooking up <laughs> that's the other thing connection just means a relationship of just being seen and heard validating somebody a connection can happen in two seconds and it can last for one minute a fleeting connection. But just the fact that you can hold space for someone and they can feel seen and heard and validated is the point of it. Because I don't, well, I can't say I don't have sex with all my friends, but some people (laughs) don't have sex with all their friends, right? And it's like we need that. We need friends that can hold space for us, that we can hold space for them, and we can just process life. And by processing life, I don't mean anything fancy. All I mean is sitting down
1: and giving someone your undivided attention without judgment. It's simple. I do love when I look around the room and I say, for the first time, you know, you can have intimacy without sex, <laughs> and invariably somebody looks up with this look on their face like, "You got to be kidding!" <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> so, this program this program is for everyone, literally. Uh, but I think the people that this would benefit most are the folks that are ready to open their doors to communication, to new experiences, and vulnerability. Because you have to step up to the plate. You have to be able to say, I'm going to take a chance. And I promise on the other side of that chance is a changed life. Uh, we, we put a disclaimer that at the end of our intensive, don't make any life-changing choices for the next two weeks. Because people will go home and burn their house down. <laughs>
1: and they have. And they, ha- <laughs> and they have. It's like, no. Not literally.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm here and this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And it's like, but you've just built, you. you this is a 25-year marriage. <laughs>
1: right, like, you just figured you out just this is who I am. Out,
0: right? <laughs> so like, let's give it a moment and learn how to change, translate, transition this communication
1: into something productive and kind. One of the things that I think people overlook sometimes and we forget sometimes is these skills that you get sitting three hours with someone you don't know are skills that you can take home and use with that Partner of twenty five years, you can use these skills with people who have been in your life forever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's simple. It's the it, our con, our meeting process is simple, right? You meet people, you're like, wow, you're cool. I want to know you a bit, a little bit more, and then we invest time into chatting with them. And investing time just that can be like stepping off the elevator and talking a little bit longer, or um, staying on the train another ride or two, station or two, and chatting a little more. <clears throat> But the investment part comes in and it's like, well, now you give a person an opportunity to show who they are a little bit more. Investing can be going for a cup of coffee or staying on that train a a couple more stations. Just enough time to gauge, do I vibe with the person? Do I feel like the person sees and hears me? Do I feel like this communication is two-way? And then what happens is, well, we share information. Well, this is who I am. Piece by piece, right? We don't want to do TMI. And once you're like, wow, I like you, you like me, let's go out for coffee, you share experience, right? The experience could be the coffee. The experience could be the shared passion that you guys met up at, at some car show or, like I like to say, t- a Taylor Swift concert. Not that I've ever been to one. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Maybe <laughs> <David>, that's few. you. <laughs> and this is a similar process we have with people in our lives already. We just reinvest time sit down, hold space for folks who we haven't had deep conversations like we realize we can have, and then share information and share experience. It's, it's a cyclical process that works.
1: Yeah. I mean, you and I have engaged in it over and over again, right? We've even, during some of the intensives when we've had a few minutes, sat down with each other and said, so what do you want me to know about you? <laughs> you know, And where are we now? Every time we model these questions, I learn something new about you. We've been at this a minute, right? And (laughs) there's no end to what there is to learning about ourselves and then giving ourselves an opportunity to learn about the people around us.
0: Yeah, uh, especially on the reflections of here and now. I mean, we've had a few people come through almost half a dozen times uh, through the program, and every time they come through, the inventory where they're at is totally different than where they were the last time. Sometimes it's only been a month before, a week since we had seen the last person, and it's like they come into the program again, and it's like they're on a totally different foot. And it's a beautiful, fulfilling, validating process. Extremely validating.
1: I'm extremely grateful to do this work that we do. I feel so blessed to be present to watch people walk on their paths. Very much so. Very much so.
0: And I think that's the power of People Before Kink as an intensive, as an education series, is we get to check in with where we're at today. We get to do this inventory of self. We get to share it and hold space for others regardless of how experienced or inexperienced they are, we aren't who we were yesterday. So it's going to be different every time. And then you take that knowledge of communication and you move forward into other uh, areas of uh, education exposure, particularly in people before kink where we introduce the impact class or the role-play class or the rope or the mummification, You know, depending on what that, ser- that series has in store. And it's all based around self-awareness, being able to articulate what are you looking to experience, experiencing it based off of your articulation and being able to provide the experience based off of someone else's articulation. I say that because all of our classes are hands-on and everyone switches in all of the classes, not because of power exchange, power exchange meaning uh, a consensual release or follow of direction of, of authority but energy exchange in the sense of this is what it feels like so I can empathize and have compassion with someone I connect with in the future. Removing the power exchange so that we're all on an equal footing and we're A, we're experiencing, B, we're communicating through the experience, and C, we're improvising based off the communications we receive because everyone is into something. You can't uh, You put anyone in front of me for two minutes, five minutes, give me five minutes. And I will get it out of them, guaranteed. So it's not about, is my partner into this? Everybody's into this. It's how do I hold the space to help a partner feel safe enough to openly communicate back?
1: People before kink is how you do it. That was great. That was (laughs) great. I was about to say one of the things I love about uh, when we're in classes, what you say to people, is I'm not going to teach you anything that you can learn on the Internet. (laughs) Right? So, once we've taught about connection, then all of these modalities of play are about how do I connect with rope? how do I connect through impact? it's not how do I swing a flogger although we you know safety's a thing we teach that, but that's not the point of it.:
0: Yeah, the point of it is making it accessible. Is this for me? Yes, let me show you how and I mean, we have all walks of life we have all uh, types of folks who've come through all different abilities. Uh, walks it's a, it's an incredible program uh, is there anything else you'd like to share not a, right now i feel
1: like we could talk about this for hours and hours but i think we've done well enough for this <laughs> episode
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh so where can people find out about this
1: they can find out about us at the website which is kinkcollective.net we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on meetup we're on eventbrite we're a lot of places but the probably the central location would be kingcollective.net. Definitely.
0: We have our schedule posted there. We have uh, I believe we have our facilitator profiles
1: up. Facilitator profiles, class descriptions, links to the events to sign up for them,
0: and a way to contact us. If you really enjoy us. what we're saying and you want to work with us directly through this because it's not just a weekend in intensive. Like we've taken this this chunk of knowledge and experience and exposure and this is our entire approach to this journey. Yeah. It's People Before Kink.
1: When, when you go to the website, you can either ask us a question by email or you can sign up for the newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter, you will get information from us on regular intervals to stay connected to what we're doing and what we're offering.
0: Oh, and what's also cool is once you come through the program, the People Before Kink Intensive program, uh, you become part of the alumni. And right now we're at about 120, 50. 50, 150. And... This is real tribe, like a group of us of adults from all walks of life communicating with the intention of respect, equality, positive intention, and tribe. For more information, check us out at kinkcollective.net. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank Uh, you. And thank you, listeners, for your support. We look forward to connecting again soon.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.